know, maybe you're a Zen master in some <laughs> way. And Sounds great. Travel, <laughs> yes, you can add it to your resume plus <laughs> yeah. Zen master. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This project is about the real life, experiences, work, and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to clean the Chernobyl chemical radiation with the people there because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero to me. And even though this caused him to struggle with cancer for more than a decade later, for, for 17 years before he passed away, he always told me many great things about Ukraine. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I could not return to Ukraine in 2020 because of coronavirus. So this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all for the support. This podcast now is ranked number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine. Top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom. Top 50 travel podcasts in Italy. Top 25 travel podcasts in Russia, Apple Russia. So I hope that the Ukrainian people there are listening as well as Russians here in the Voices of Ukraine. And just recently, it's top 20 on Apple Poland in the travel and places category. My guest today is really interesting. His name is Fedir Holub. Fedir Holub is an Ukrainian male model and actor, a producer, as well as a project manager in Terminal FX, a company that creates world-class visual effects and animation and virtual and terminal FX was involved in over 50 feature films, including some with Netflix. Fedir, how are you today? Hello, Aziz. Nice to hear you. I'm great. And you? I am happy, excited, and I feel the energy of 2020, 2021, I mean, that it ended that energy of 2020. So this year is beginning strong, energetic, and positive. And to ask you, in general, what is the story that made you the Fedir of today? Uh, well, you know, it's actually a, a short and a long story at the same time. Uh, because uh, everything, you know, what I have done before is just um, uh, one second thought. That, you know, you are going somewhere and then I want to do this. And you think how you can do this, how you can get this, and then you do. And before I was... Uh, had a lot of travels. Uh, first, I moved from my native city to Kiev because I was born in uh, Krivirik city. And uh, after I moved to Kiev, in some time, I moved to Asia. And I was living for some time in Vietnam. After I was living for some time in China. And after I go back to Ukraine and grow here in many different ways. <laughs> 
Thank you. Well, the first and really obvious question that I have is how was that first time uh, relocation to Asia going from uh, Ukraine? I mean, how was that experience, adaptation, and maybe a small story about culture shock or not that you experienced when going there? Uh, well, you know, actually, it uh, wasn't so hard as uh, in it can sound because uh, first I was with my close friend. Almost all the time I was there with some of my friends. And uh, Vietnam is... Um, pretty okay with Asia, both Europe uh, culture. So many people over there, they um, they was living in Russia or in Ukraine when they was young, they was studying uh, here or they was working here. So many people can speak Russian. Many of them uh, know us as a people, yes, from Russia and Ukraine. So it's pretty easy to find uh, some contact with them. So my first experience wasn't shock uh, at all for me. Um, it was just something interesting, something new, and something what made me more open to different uh, situations, different knowledges, different people. Fantastic. So I have a question because part of this work that I'm doing with this podcast is understanding how more of the really smart, really competent Ukrainians could find a good life in Ukraine so they don't need to live abroad. You are someone who could easily live in the US or in Canada or the UK or even in Asia, in Shanghai or uh, in Vietnam, like you mentioned, and have a really good life there. What is the reason that made you choose to stay in Ukraine? And could you share more details about that? Well, you know, it's quite an interesting question even for me. Because uh, when I was the first time in Vietnam, uh, it was really great. Same as all the next time I was there. Uh, but maybe after five or six months of living there, uh, I just understand that, uh, understood that I want to see our people, that I want to speak our language, uh, I don't know, I want to visit my um, favorite places, which I like. And um, after I came back, and I'm not sure that this is for 100% uh, right decision, because of course, Ukraine has a lot of uh, pluses, but also Ukraine has a lot of minus uh, about, about many things. And uh, this is the choice of uh, every person to stay here or to move from here. Because our life is not the place where we live. Our life is wh what is inside us. And uh, it's only our decision where uh, the thing which is inside us will show itself here or in some other place. I understand. So wherever you go, you are that same person and it reminds me of that story that I tell shortly that there, were, there was an old man sitting under a tree in front of a city and then a traveler came and asked how are the people in this city so he asked him well in your city how are the people he said oh they're very bad and mean and corrupt and I don't like them at all how are the people then here the old man answered well it's exactly the same 
So he was disappointed and left. And then another traveler arrived after some hours and uh, welcomed the old man and said, oh, um, how are people in this city? I never visited before. So I asked him, how are people in your city? He said, oh, so friendly and nice and kind and generous. And I love them very much. So he said, people in our city are exactly the same. So that's basically what you're sharing. So to ask you, you mentioned you missed your favorite places. Well, to a foreigner, it's really interesting to know what are a favorite places for a Ukrainian person like yourself. Can you share what favorite places are there that have a special place in your heart in Kiev in particular, and maybe in Ukraine in general, and some reasons why, maybe? Uh, yep. Uh, well, you know, most of people will say that it's some um, uh, historical places in the center of the Kiev, because it's the most popular places where every person who uh, who comes to Kiev uh, go in the first place, yeah? And they spend all the time just checking all the places. But for me, it's uh, just... Um, one of the sleep districts uh, in Kyiv uh, calls Abalon uh, because there are river Abalon, uh, I mean <laughs> river Dnipro in this district. And um, it's really very beautiful and it's very peaceful. And uh, all the time when I come back to Kyiv from some place, I first time I go uh, to the Abalon, uh, to the river Dnipro, it's it can be winter it can be summer it can be spring it can be day or it can be night it doesn't matter for me because it's mm, just great to put on your headphones to play your favorite music and just uh, sit on the bench and uh, uh, look at the river it's perfect for me I understand. So actually, it's like a meditation for you to put your music and your headphones and look at the river in Avalon. Then I will ask yep. you two things. Do you mm -hmm. do meditation or yoga or an activity that allows you to relax when you're not in that place? And second, are you more of the type of person that you wish your life had less stress uh, so you will have more tranquility and peacefulness? but you understand that modern life requires a lot of productivity and stress? Or are you one that enjoys and thrives on that stress, but you know that you need downtime and relaxation time? Uh, well, you know, I am the kind of person who can enjoy uh, from everything, from some peace, from some crazy temp of life, from everything. And uh, I... I am not in uh, meditation or yoga, but I think that it's really great things. But it, uh, it's hard to understand, um, if you understand what I mean, that it's not so easy that you just decide, I want to do some meditation and it's okay. It's, al it's already done. It's hard, uh, hard enough, yeah. And for me, some kind of meditation is uh, gym. I'm going in gym about maybe nine years or maybe even 10 years. So when I have um, some, I don't know, crazy day, I just go to gym, have uh, hard, very hard training. <laughs> and after I go out from, from there, uh, from the gym and feel perfect. And my 
body is perfect, my mind is perfect, and I just keep calm in any situation because I know that there is a gym somewhere and I can go there if something is not as good as I want. I understand. So in some ways, when you're using your brain too much, you need to return to your body. And in some ways, it's either being in the moment, listening to music, looking at the river, connecting with nature and with the earth, or working your body out so that you bring yourself back to the present moment. So can you comment on this? But also, I'm asking you because I believe and I feel you'll be the the perfect person to answer this. When I spoke with Sonia from Tsum, she said there is an underground culture in Kiev of really interesting modern people who are not superficial, but they're so sophisticated and cool. And it's an underground culture that is not obvious. Um, Are you part of that? Or do you know about it? And then if someone wishes to become part of it, like what is needed? Or uh, is that just a group of friends who want to be cool and call themselves or with the underground culture, but they're like five people only? Uh, It depends on what do you mean by underground culture? Because it's a lot of some underground things in Kiev about, uh, about anything. So what exactly do you mean by this? She was speaking about both electronic music and going to art galleries and things like that with people who are very fashionable, but not at all superficial or trying to look cool or something like that. That's all she revealed. Yes, we have a lot of them. uh, And I cannot say if I am in this or I am not in this because I am not involved, you know, uh, to any kind of uh, such activities. But... I am actually a friend of uh, pretty much of such people. And uh, I'm not in this, but I spend time with such people. So I think, yes, I am. It's uh, actually, it's very interesting culture. It's uh, some special style of um, clothes. It's special style of music. Uh, Many of that people are tattoo artists, models, actors, painters, script writers, I don't know, photographers. It's many different people with many different uh, jobs, many different thoughts. And it's it's really interesting, but it's hard to explain because you have to just speak with such people and spend time with them and spend time in the places where they are and see what they see. And it will be the best a chance to understand this underground. Thank you. Actually, that's the best position to be, to not, you know, spend so much time involved in those activities, but to know people who are in case, you know, you want to relax sometimes or anything like that. For you specifically, since I understand you work very, very hard, so you need sometimes times to relax with people that are different or enjoyable or friendly in the way you like. To ask you then, what is the most interesting or um, enjoyable part of your work as a project manager in a visual effects and animation company that is working worldwide, even in Hollywood and in Netflix? So to you, what is the most enjoyable part of your work? 
actually, the most enjoyable part of my work is uh, that I can learn something new. Uh, it's not that I work in such a big company. It's just the things that I understand that uh, today I can do something and in a month or maybe in two months, I can make my own movie if I will want. And actually, this is what I am doing. I am just upgrading myself, upgrading my skills to grow uh, myself in a closest, nearest future. Great. And to go to the gym for 10 years requires discipline. To enjoy self-development and growth also requires discipline and the sense of ambition. So are you more of an ambitious kind of disciplined person? Are you a very organized uh, person? Or is it something you do because you understand it's important for your work and career, but outside of work, you're more uh, free-flowing? Uh, you know, it's uh, some perfect balance uh, balance about this because uh, I think that in our life the most important is to find your balance about everything, about job, about free time, about your hobbies, about your skills and about everything. So I am very organized, yes, for 100%, but I am um, not living with a job. For 100% too. I want to grow. I want to become some better person than I was yesterday. But uh, I don't want to forget what is just uh, have fun. So I try to mix everything to be the perfect balanced person. I don't know. Great. It reminds me of a guest called Constantine, who spoke about the middle class in uh, Ukraine and he said well people who are not from the middle class they actually uh, have to work hard all the time for little money and it's not a choice more than one guest spoke about this well the more the middle class develops in Kiev and in Ukraine the more people will have the ability to have that balance and to have a work-life balance that is uh, very good. Taras too spoke about this. So, to you, do you believe or think or feel that in Ukraine many people work too hard and maybe because they don't have a choice but to do so? And do you see that there is a development in the middle class or what could be better so that the middle class in Ukraine grows? Uh, well, I can say that absolutely, for sure, we almost uh, don't have middle class. We mostly have or poor people or really very rich people. And um, I'm not even sure that it's possible to change this uh, in some uh, nearest time. I don't know. It would be great if I will see these changes in, <laughs> in my life, but I'm not sure. Uh, and uh, yes, many people, they work uh, really very hard to have some basic things. And uh, as I know, if you live in some European, European country or in US uh, or in Canada, Australia, I don't know, it doesn't matter, that uh, when you have a car, it's uh, just some basic thing. If you have uh, your own place to live, it's not... Uh, very hard to get. It's not so easy, but it's not very hard. 
But in Ukraine, if you buy a car, you can think that you are, I don't know, really cool guy who made a lot of <laughs> great things in his life. And many basic things for um, better, more, um, I know how to say, uh, higher range countries and basic things from there are very high level things here. I understand what you mean 100% that because there are only poor people or very rich for the poor people if they get something that would be normal in the US or Canada or Australia it's to them like they are almost millionaires although they have a simple car or something like that because compared to other people it's almost very difficult or impossible to have then to ask you let's say there are some ukrainians listening maybe younger people who dream about having a good job in ukraine and a good life and you in many ways were able to get and i congratulate you a good job that you enjoy and that gives you a good life in kiev well what would be your advice or tips on how to find such a job or on how to be the person, become that person that is able to get that job or like any advice you have? Uh, the, the most important thing for me is to hear yourself. So all the time what you really have to teach uh, and learn is just hear, your, hear yourself because uh, all the time we are trying to just find some work, just get some money, some small money, I don't know even why. And uh, when you just stop and uh, see what you have and think, is this the thing I want? Is this the life I want to live? If the answer is yes, you keep work hard about what you do. If the answer is no, just don't be afraid and change your life. Change it as crazy as you can wish as crazy as you can want just uh, just make changes to the time you understand this that this is the life you want yes so in summary know yourself and dream big and don't be uh, stuck in a life that you don't want yes and but Fidia. also also sorry yes. i want to finish a little one thought that uh, every time you dream, you have to be not too much optimistic. You have to be also a realistic person and understand that uh, some things are not impossible for all of us. So you can dream, you can change, but all the time you think that if uh, I am good enough for this, if no, I can train, I can... Uh, learn I can do something if I'm good enough I do this but if it's impossible for me then I have to think more and find something else so balance every time every time is a balance be dreamer but be a realistic person at the same time and adapt you mentioned that we need to adapt and to see what is working and do more and, you know, it's, it's actually very good advice. Are you into self-development in a way like Tony Robbins and all those books, which are wonderful? Or is this something that came to you from observing life 
noticing how people are living and learning from people in reality? Um, you know, uh, I was reading a lot of such books, uh, but I am sure that this knowledge is not from the books or from the movies. It's just experience from my life, from the places I have, I have seen before, from the people I have met before. So read books is great. Uh, and uh, the authors you mentioned before, maybe I read them, but I'm not sure actually. The best book is your life. So you have to read your life and uh, keep going, keep reading, <laughs> keep creating it. This is wonderful because I remember an American Zen master and he, he had students that came to him and one of them said, oh, what is your favorite book? Can you recommend to us? He said, I don't read books because my life is my book. So I guess that's exactly what you're speaking now. Maybe you're a Zen master in some <laughs> way. And Sounds great. Traveled, <laughs> yes, you can add it to your resume plus <laughs> yeah. then master <laughs> yeah, yeah. and to speak about you since you know ukraine well and you mm. have traveled to many places and even lived in asia for longer time if you were to describe the personality attitudes and like the typical ukrainian person to a foreigner how would you describe and would you say also that thing that people notice that Ukrainians don't show too much emotions until they know the person very well and then they become funny and uh, warm and all that. So can you please comment? Uh, yes, I can say that we are pretty open people and um, we show our emotions and actually we show them pretty well. But um, when we don't know the person, uh, I can say this as uh, the example in the bar because uh, I have talked, I have talked with my uh, friends. Some of them are girls, of course, and they told me many stories. Like uh, they sit in the bar, and uh, just some foreigner come to them and start um, just make some small talks, uh, make some drinks, and all the time they we all understand <laughs> that. Everything what they need from that girls is to have some close-ups with them for the night, and uh, this is a problem because because of this, um, many our people they just uh, uh, don't um, are not too open for the first time. But when we are sure that the person who tried to talk with you, even unknown person, if uh, everything what uh, that person needs is to have some talk, to get some information. We are always glad to help, to talk, if we can help and talk with them. Yes, so you're mentioning that if they trust the person or the person has good intentions, then the Ukrainians are open and warm and friendly and helpful. But if some person seems to have not so pure intentions, then the Ukrainians will be more closed and less uh, friendly and helpful. Then to ask you also another thing, let's say um, someone is in Kiev. You mentioned Avalon and you mentioned that if there is a gym anywhere that is near, well, you know all the greatest places. Which gym do you can you recommend to people who visit 
Kiev, which bars, which restaurants, which places to relax that you think are right now uh, worthy of being visited? Uh, well, yes, I can do this. And um, the bar, um, for me, it's uh, Barman Diktat. This is a bar in the center of the Kiev. It's on the Grishatik Street. It's historical center of the Kiev. And uh, for me, it's the perfect place, uh, and I like this bar. But I also cannot uh, say that this is really the best bar in all the Kiev because it's a lot of great places. But for me, this is uh, Barman Diktat bar, and Jim's uh, Jim's the same. Depends on the person because we have very very high level. Uh, gyms which costs uh, I don't know about two, three, four thousands of uh, US dollars per month. Uh, but for me, it's too much. So I go to some middle class gym and uh, it's sport life. Uh, they are all over the country. And this is good enough for me. And uh, I don't know, we have a lot of places. <laughs> Restaurant, then, since you mentioned, like, where is uh, a place that yes. you believe has good food? Uh, restaurant, uh, oh, I can try to uh, Google for now because I forgot about place. This is a very good place. It's on the um, Olympiska, uh, underground station Olympiska. And this is a place where uh, about 20, maybe even 40 uh, different restaurants in one place. So all the best restaurants of Kiev in one place and you can go, I don't know, spend less than a minute to change a place where you will uh, eat. And uh, let me check the name of this because I am not usually going to such places a lot, but I know them. Why are you good cook? Can you cook for yourself at home or you just eat very vegan, healthy food all the time? Or uh, I I cook a lot. I cook myself because if I will eat somewhere uh, all the time, I will just work for the food because I eat really a lot because of the gym and the style of life. And do you have a special diet like ketogenic or paleo or you just follow your own kind of uh, diet? Uh, I, I just uh, follow, yes. Yes. Uh, yes, I just for all the years uh, I have calculated for myself how much uh, proteins, how much uh, fats I need, how much carbos I need and I just calculate it and uh, made the best cook the best I can <laughs> for the amount of everything I need. Thank you. So you can tell about the place, but I'm asking you, for your future plans, do you plan to start your own business and become an entrepreneur? Or are you really the type of person that prefers to have a career for a long, long time? Uh, well, actually, for now, I'm waiting for the end of the pandemic because I have some plans about uh, business and I have a partner from another country to start business with me. And we're just waiting when uh, that person can come to Ukraine and after we will start our own business. That's very interesting. I had a guest that said, 
well for Ukrainians to start a business in Ukraine is very, very easy, but she doesn't know and not sure and thinks maybe it's difficult to start when a foreigner will be will start their own business. So to ask you specifically, when you'll do this company, are you going to do it a, a mix where your name and their name is in the registration or it's only you, but they are partner in a different way? Or they will start their own business and you will be involved. Just about like to have an, a bit of an idea. And of course, this is not like legal advice. They should speak to professionals, but just uh, understanding. Uh, it depends on the kind of business. Uh, with the business uh, which I will start, uh, this is a model agency and it's the office. So the main office is in the other country but uh, the owner of it he wants to open the office in ukraine and he wants me to be a full partner and also the director in this office in ukraine so i am like a full partner with uh, full responsibility and uh, i can actually operate everything in uh, Ukraine about this business. So in some other That's kind of, it can be different. Very interesting. Well, since you're, you are a male model, is this going to be for men models, male models, or for women, or for both? And there are many model agencies in Kiev. So how will you be different or unique? Is it only because you are associated with a foreign um, modeling agency that has a good reputation and that is your difference or are you going to do things in a different way than the other uh, competitors in Kiev or in Ukraine? First I can say that it's for both for men and for women and not only for models it's also uh, actors actress it's also singers and uh, I don't know it's actually for any kind of uh some such kind of uh, work yes and uh, also i can say that uh what is different different is that mostly model agencies and not only them uh, they are not thinking of people they mostly think of just of their money and uh, i don't like this i was for on the both sides of this i was the model i was the um agent and i know um, the heart and the good parts of both of these sites and i just want to make good for all of them and i have them and the difference is that i will give job in the other countries for the models actors and the other kind of i said before and uh, I just want to give to the people a good job and I want uh, good people make their job good. So it's, again, the balance about everything. Yes, and since you had experience firsthand, so it's what you want is you have experience that other agencies, they only care about their money and they don't care about their people, as well as that there are too many agencies that are for modeling not for singing and acting and all those other interesting and important kind of uh, cultural activities. So what you're doing now is creating a good job for the good people because you have been on both sides of being a manager as well as a model. 
and you will create a modeling agency where they can have good jobs in other countries, have more opportunities instead of staying and dealing with agencies that treat them like property, only caring about the money and not the people. So yours is a people-focused, people-first kind of agency, correct? Or did I understand correctly? Yes, for 100% correct, yes. And actually, I have plans for further future. Uh, after the model ag- agency is working well, I am planning to make it uh, some bigger kind of business because I am thinking thinking about open uh, production because I want to create my own content too. And that's why I, I have talked before that uh, the job I have now is good for me because of the opportunity to learn some new skills as a production, you know, as a post-production, as a pre-production in uh, movies. So Perfect. I have very big plans, yes. I understand. So you are basically at university now in some ways <laughs> where yeah. your job is then you and, 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 and student, yeah. Yes, you're a student. This is your master's or your PhD and that is preparing you and the first step is the modeling and talent agency and then to take those skills you have with the models and talent that you have to create your own content and become in some way a full uh, spectrum all everything in one production agency for content Uh, did i understand correctly uh yes yes for sure Perfect. Well, this was a wonderful, wonderful interview. I know you didn't speak about the place. I hope you send me the links later. But do you have any uh, concluding or finishing words to people who are listening? And if they want to contact you or know more about you, what links or places should they go? Uh, Well, first of all, I want to tell you thank you because it was interesting for me too. And the opening words from you was really uh, heartbreaking for me about your grandfather and about what you have done before. It's really awesome and it's nice to know that there are such people and that some of these people are interested in Ukraine and in just uh, in good people. And uh, the second one is that for the other people, I understand that the last year was hard for everyone, for American people, for European people, Asian people. And it's just uh, the new experience and we should use it in the right way. And uh, future will be only better. And this is a part of our book. It was pretty same <laughs> for all of us. But the next parts will be very different and very, very optimistic and great, I'm sure. And I will be glad to speak with some interesting people who can be interested in such talks. And you can you can use my Instagram, my Facebook. I think this is the best and the easiest way. Thank you. Yes, I hope 2021 is a new chapter and the future will be written by us today with much, much better colors and creating a better future for everyone. Thank you, Fidir. It was a pleasure. Yeah, and one, one, one short word about 2021. For now, I always say that 2021 
it's not hard for 2021 to become better than 2020. So for all of us, this year will be much more better than the last year. So just be cool. I agree with you and thank you. Yeah, thank you too. It was nice to hear you.